And welcome to another episode of Where's My Freaking Dressing Room, a podcast where we discuss the world of classical music and what things are really like backstage. My name's Helen. And I'm Alex. Hello and welcome. Oh. That's a doorbell. Hello. Yeah, I, let, me, let me go and get it, yeah. Hi and welcome to uh, the Mezzo Monologues with me, Helen Daniels. Do you ever feel... Like a plastic bag floating in the wind, never coming back. First things first, Alex is in a really good mood today. So Yay. get excited. <laughs> today we thought it'd be interesting um, to have a little bit of a discussion about um, what we're going to call the online package. Oh, nice name. Who came up with that? <sighs> yes. Yeah, but um, we were thinking, um, given the current circumstances, that a lot of what we're doing now um, really is online. You know, even even this, even this podcast recording, we're doing it. We're doing it all um, digitally, and I think as uh, musicians, we're having to do a lot of videos and uh, posts, whether that be on websites or uh, through social media. We thought we'd start off today by having uh, a little chat about the old headshots. Oh God, here we go. My one is obviously me in a bikini, in a swimming pool, you know, diamonds. <laughs> He's looking good. <laughs> um, when did you get your headshots out? Uh, good question. Should have prepared an answer to that. Um... <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I guess <laughs> It was a while ago, right? Uh, yeah, I guess um, second year of my master's. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. So however many years ago that was, I don't know, four, four odd years ago. Okay. Yeah. Because I, I used to have one, which, which was me sort of looking up at my muse, Bach. <laughs> uh, and I was told, <laughs> no, get rid of that. You look like you're 14 years old. So uh, yeah, got them updated. <laughs> Can we find that? Let's find that for the podcast. I think it's want, excellent. People want to see that. And so... What were, you, what were you kind of thinking as you got your new headshots? Like, did, were you making decisions as to, like, what you wanted them to say? Or did you have a particular look in mind? Well, sort of a bit of both, actually. Um, I think something that, well, something that we both think, because mm. we talk, we talk outside <laughs> of the podcast, is when you see a headshot which really gives you an idea of the personality of the singer, you're like, ooh, yeah, yeah. I want to listen to that person, yeah. uh, see what they actually sound like. Um, so I had sort of those in mind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and, and some ideas in my head of, of sort of what I wanted to, to look like and, and what kind of background and things. And then um, I actually got um, my sister, yeah. who's an excellent photographer, uh, to take some photos of me in the back garden. And she was like, oh, you look so bored. Like, do something with your face. I was like, okay, well, maybe just like, just like be rude to me and I'll react. And and that's sort of how. <laughs> just insult me, do it. <laughs> just like, you know, to get a spark of personality without, you know, moving your face too much. Just like, so that your eyes are saying something very definite rather than the glaze, like, I'm looking into the distance. Yeah. Kind of look, which can be a bit annoying to look at all the time. Yeah, I, I I took a long time trying to think of inspiration, I suppose, from from various artists who I admire, who who weren't most of them weren't singers actually. 
Like, really? you know, it's it's so nice seeing instrumentalists' headshots because they have something to hold, like a yes. clarinet. Um, and obviously we can't do that because that would be confusing for everyone. This <laughs> is my larynx. <laughs> but, but, you know, it's very obvious that it's it's some of them are very curated the poses and are kind of cool because you know oh she looks like the violin wow um yeah. or or they're doing something ridiculous and you know it's just fun that they can do that so I don't know my headshot is really boring now but no I I, I like it still <laughs> I think if you like it that's all that yeah you know you know yourself better than anybody else if you think that that headshot is saying what you want it to say yeah when I, when I send my headshot, I'm like, yeah, this is an accurate representation of me. I, I feel like it holds some personality. It was funny what you were saying just there about like working with your sister. Because actually when, when Alex and I decided to get uh, shots taken for this very podcast, um, my uh, partner, Jamie, is a good little photographer on the side as well. So he came and took some photos of us. And I think... I think we both agree, like, having somebody to work against mm. is great in a photo shoot. And, and also, I'm sure it's not the same the same in every situation, but I found in that particular instance, working with somebody that we knew was really, really helpful because it's like, Jamie knows our uh, relationship as friends. Jamie knows lots and lots of stuff about us. And so I think that means he was able to capture pictures where we were like, yeah, that's exactly what we're trying to say in, in this photo shoot. And that's what this photo shoot is trying to say about this podcast. Like it's a bit, a bit ridiculous, a bit over the mm-hmm. top, etc. Um, Because I, I agree with you again, that the, that kind of glazed over look mm. in a headshot, I, I really am not very interested in. And like you say, it's those ones where, they're, they're almost like eyeballing you with something to say or if they're not looking at the camera like you say it's kind of being curated in such a way that the the, the image as a whole holds holds some meaning or some ideas and like I just think that's it's quite fascinating really in a way how in one shot you have to attempt to offer like your sense of self and that's that's not mm. easy and you know like impossible yeah photographers that capture that honestly are doing such an incredible an incredible job and I think also as a friend it's nice to see successful headshots because you're like yes I know the person and I really think this this picture represents uh, mm. uh, that person or whatever yeah definitely and when did you get your headshots done Helen mine were much more recent than yours I uh I got them done towards the end of last year and for me it was very much like a biting the bullet moment I guess and I think that's something we'll talk about a little bit more as we go through this episode but um I'd put off getting headshots for such a long time because in my head I was like oh well I'll only get headshots when I'm a real musician you know Mm -hmm. I'll only get headshots when I'm actually good you know and it's it's that kind of thing we said it a couple of episodes ago like if you keep waiting for that point where like you are the real complete musician you'll never be that is never going to come and so you know I was like look now is probably the time to invest a bit and um, and get some proper headshots. So uh, I worked with a, a friend of Jamie's and she's a fantastic photographer. And um, yeah, it was funny. I, I took some advice from a couple of people as to like getting your headshots. And, and they kind of said number one was to kind of like you were saying before, 
look at loads of other people's headshots and decide what you like and what you don't like. And, and as you say, like not just singers, think about instrumentalists, yeah, actors, you know, whatever. If, if the headshot says something to you, then then why is that? And, and what is it that you're thinking about that, that you might want to recreate? And so I found for me, like, I love, I really do, I love shots of people laughing. Um, <laughs> it just, it really, it makes, it brings me joy. I really, I appreciate that. I also love people that look, I suppose like confident and assertive because I'm like, yeah, they know what they're doing. They know what their game is. Like, let's go. And for me also, like, um, I understand that, you know, like a shot in like a beautiful showy dress is a very much part and parcel of the, the world that we live in. But I think for me personally, again, I am more interested in seeing people in your kind of regular everyday clothes in a regular everyday mm-hmm. setting. That kind of thing just interests me because I'm for me, it feels a bit more which is real and I'm interested in in like the the person to be honest not the dress and not the the final product anyway the person that was giving me advice was then kind of like try and think about words that you feel kind of represent you as an artist and actually I we also I I did this a little bit for this, this podcast kind of you know core words that I think really resonate with with what we're doing here you know humor obviously boring <laughs> um bland is another <laughs> no, humor was one passion was one and honesty was one because I think they're all things that we're trying to get across mm-hmm. in this podcast and then I was thinking about uh kind of words for myself and things that I really wanted to represent me as a musician and so um, my four words were passionate driven which I am oh, yeah. approachable oh um, and down to earth which I definitely am mm-hmm. when I started working with this photographer I sent her some of the shots of other people that I really liked and I was like this is the kind of thing I um, I, I guess I want to recreate and then I sent her my words and I was like maybe these are things we could think about and uh, actually I felt that really helped for me the process overall because we were both starting on the same page like she knew what I was kind of looking for I knew what I wanted and um yeah you know it took what maybe an hour and a half two hours just over mm. um I don't know about you but I felt so uncomfortable for like the first 15 minutes <laughs> yeah literally I, I was there and I was like no, I'm Smile. Doing <laughs> but yeah I guess like once once you're you, you, you know a bit more comfortable in the situation like it does become a lot more enjoyable mm, as a, as a sure. process and also it makes yeah it makes it so much easier for both parties involved when you know what you're trying to represent rather than just a vague like 100%. I'm a singer you know a photographer needs something to work with but I I find it remarkable that headshots are something that every singer has and has to get musician. yeah sorry sorry yeah. every musician has yet particularly during my training I was never given any advice yeah. regarding my headshot they didn't even look at it really I mean it was just like oh you've got one fine yeah Done. and it was only from very honest feedback from a friend which is why I changed from my old Bach pose because they were like this really doesn't represent you at all and I was like oh well yes thank you for that I, I totally agree but no one had ever said that to me so I was like, well, it's fine, you know, just taking along. Yeah, yeah, I totally understand that. Sometimes it does feel a bit, you know, like you're almost 
you know what the things you need are, i.e. you need a CV, you need your headshot, uh, you know, you probably need a couple of okay recordings, but then it's like nobody actually sits down and is like, well, that CV looks like a, a sack of crap, yeah. like, what's that? Mm. You know, nobody says, and it's not until you've like maybe applied for a job and attempted to get some feedback where they're like, this CV's a shambles. Just like to say, I'm not talking about myself, I'm just talking about generically, course, like obviously, course. you know. Yeah, following on from headshots, I guess another really good way to show personality or, or other sides of your character of course like a, a, a website or web page whatever you have which is the perfect opportunity to showcase yourself and all your uh, what you know what what sort of package you're bringing to the table if someone wants to hire you 100 and the king of websites i mean i is here. <laughs> i really need to update my singing <laughs> website you know i'd really love to show all the other things that i'm interested in on my website because you know why the hell not if someone from looking at my website can get to know me in a way that they wouldn't have known me otherwise yeah what am I trying to say here what I'm trying to say I think is that you know often you look at a website and you're like okay fine I didn't get anything new from that that I didn't already know about the singer the actor the whatever right mm-hmm. so you know oh i could have a page on you know my favorite egyptian god or, <laughs> <laughs> or maybe maybe not something like that. <laughs> neither did i, I. have a page on ancient greece as well the great columns <laughs> <laughs> why not um but you know anything my other interests that that really do they form my my personality and my character yes they're very much part of me so you know why why not showcase them i don't know that's that's when what a website is capable of doing you have a fair bit of experience in kind of uh you know setting up websites you you know you've got your kind of single one and then with the kind of life coaching idea you you brought something together for that and you built the website for our little lovely podcast so um yeah I guess it like you seem to enjoy it would that be a fair fair statement you like bringing these things together I love yeah 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 I really enjoy the whole like matching personality and words as you said yeah to like color schemes and things like that yeah um and (laughs) hence the uh our website for this podcast is quite loud. I love it. I genuinely love it. <laughs> just because I, I just think those those colours work really well. And similarly, I, I really enjoyed designing my life coaching website, mm. you know, be yellow. I, I don't know. It just all seemed to work together. It was enjoyable as a process. Um, I'm looking forward to uh, the... Helen Daniels, mezzosoprano.com website coming out soon. Will it? (laughs) Will it ever? I think for me, it's... If you want a bright colour scheme. (laughs) For me, websites, again, it's a similar thing where I am so terrified of putting one up because I'm just like, oh, like... Am I am I like proper enough a musician that I would have a website? Um, and I again, I really know that that's the wrong way to think about it. And I am committed that this year I will launch a website and I will back myself as a musician. Um, but for me, like a massive thing used to be the kind of it, for me it was the calendar element, you know, and like people mm. would have calendars with dates. And um, I again, this is a real personal thing where like I would be like I don't have enough dates there's not enough dates for me to have a calendar and that's embarrassing and I refuse to pick that up but also you know I I also know like other musicians that 
we put up absolutely everything they have going on. You know, it's like the Sunday jobs on there, the the concerts with with choral societies and choirs and solo things and blah. And part of me was like, I don't know if that would be the way I would do it. However, I respect that you celebrate every aspect of your work. Mm, you, mm-hmm, you, mm-hmm. you are a musician and you're showing everything that you do as that musician. And for me, it's like, I don't seem to think anything I do qualifies. <laughs> Although it does, but I'm literally like, oh no, like, is that is that good enough? Is that whatever? So um, this year, hopefully in the next couple of months, I'm going to bring something together. And in a way, although like coronavirus is terrible for me, it's also like the great leveler because I'm like, nobody has stayed. Right. <laughs> so I'm just yes. like everybody else now. Ha <laughs> ha. But just like forget the calendar tab, don't have one then. Have yeah, something else. yeah, that that's part of what I was thinking, and also I totally agree with you. And this is kind of where I thought you were going. So when you were like, I want things that represent all the different parts of me, I thought you meant like the life coaching and the podcast element and the singing. Um, Egypt, but yeah, you went you went over in the old ancient Egypt area. But yeah, I whatever I bring out, I really do want it to encompass like this podcast and anything else that I you know kind of feel represents me and the, and the work that I do and it was funny I was thinking about it like you know Helen Daniels mezzo-soprano and podcaster and I was like oh boy um but also you know for some people it's like it works where it's like composer performer and writer you know or composer director mm-hmm. and artistic producer and um yeah, I just, I was thinking, I was like, you know, some people are really confident in their package, in all the things that they represent. I, like, I, like you say, I want something that represents all the various aspects of my music making. And, um, mm-hmm. you know, I think given this very online time that we're in, um, my, my teacher and like a lot of, you know, various classes we've had in college have been quite big on videos and video performances and bringing together video performances that, that you feel confident sharing with with other people and so I I think yeah we've mentioned this in a previous podcast but at the start of this year I did some videos and um it's awful like at the time I was really pleased with them and I had a really good day of singing and I was like well done me big progress has been made (laughs) and then literally two days later I was like I'm a disgrace to music making yeah I was just like I hate it I hate everything that's happening this is so embarrassing and so I was really like apprehensive to share them with anybody and then I was like I must I must show my teacher because there's something I I want to talk about technically and I showed them to her and she you know she was very positive way more positive than I expected her to be and she was like what's everybody else been saying about them and I was like <laughs> and I was like, if by everybody else you mean me, <laughs> um, you know, she was like, you should get these on your website. And I was like, mm-hmm. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, that website, yeah, yeah, great. And she was like, you know, these are a great representation of where you are right now. And I was like, ah, oh, God. And uh, you know, again, trying to follow that old New Year's resolution to let things go. And so I I will. Over the next few months, I'm going to pull together a website. I'm going to put up these videos. I'm going to going to be a bit more confident. But, uh, I can't wait. Really? I can. <laughs> <laughs> but I think uh, you haven't done too much in terms of videos, have you? But I think, you know, kind of it's, it's interesting in that same element of what are you going to say with your video? Mm. And obviously mm. this is the kind of complete package because you're a singer and you're representing yourself as a singer. But it's like, what am I wearing today? Like, what is that 
saying about me like is it classy is it simple is it understated is it loud is it you know confident is it brash whatever and it's interesting isn't it it's all choices you choose where it's going to be who you're going to work with how you're going to dress the the visual element kind of as we're talking about this online package and how everything looks I think the visual element now is becoming even even more important than it ever was Mm -hmm. because before you'd You'd hear you sing alive and you'd be like, oh, my God, what an amazing voice. I'm going to track that voice now because I love the music making. Whereas now it's like, I like the way they look. I also like the sound and it all kind of comes together. So it's um, it's interesting how things are shifting in that way, I think. But, oh, yeah, it's the difference between a curated mm-hmm. audition video or a video specifically to showcase yourself or, or a recording of a performance, say, where you're not in control of everything but yeah. but it's a live performance and that's amazing to have a recording of so like make use of of that curated video then really yeah. curate it I mean <laughs> wear a clown costume you know just like <laughs> really represent yourself <laughs> yeah I think you're absolutely right about this kind of curated element this and you know what we're saying here there's this so highly visual element now to to these careers and I think something that both of us, you know, have very mixed feelings about, I think, is is this hyper, hyper element of, of visibility, which is, you know, kind of social media, um, whether it be mm. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Um, TikTok. Of course. We're both got, got to keep relevant. <laughs> Down with the kids. I can't believe you just said that. Um, and it's, it's funny because I think there are elements of it that, we really like and uh you know there are elements of it that, that we as in you and I very specifically are mm. uh dislike a lot but in terms of the things that we like I think something I really enjoy about elements of social media is that it gives you that it's a bit of an insight into a person's like personality and for me I find that really interesting, particularly if we're talking in career terms for artists that I really respect. Um, just as we were deciding what to talk about on this podcast, um, I mentioned Alan Clayton, uh, mm. who is, you know, a truly fantastic tenor. And um, what I really, I really love his Twitter feed because he is very sarcastic. He's very self-deprecating. It's all kind of in that you know place of humour. And then obviously, you know, he's sharing various bits and pieces about the work that he does and. I think for me, as somebody that values humour a lot, I really enjoy seeing those tweets. They make me laugh. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. and there's something about it that I do just find very grounding. So, you know, even when he's doing, uh, you know, a 35-minute piece on the World Opera House stage kind of solo, he's taking the mick out of himself after having done it. And, um, yeah, I that just really resonates with me. And uh, that's something I really like when I when I see his his kind of overall artist profile I guess and you know there are there are other artists and creatives on social media that I think do things similarly and and that's where I think social media has a great place where where it offers you you know a little extra insight you know Louise Old is very kind of big on social media and and it's always interesting to see kind of the different places she's going and and Sometimes, you know, she's very honest about the difficulties of like having to travel a lot, being away from her family and and particularly at this time with, with, you know, coronavirus and everything. It's so real, I guess. Or like 
I think that's that's actually a really accurate description of it, you know, and, and one day she's a like a dead empty airport because she's traveling, but nobody else is because this given time. And then, you know, another day she'll show you like a full rehearsal and right now everybody's wearing COVID masks and, and singing mm-hmm. and, and uh, you know, I guess in a way, obviously, and, and she fully w- would say like, she's so lucky to be working in these times. Like we all, we all know that, but, but it's interesting to see like how art is being made in these crazy, like yeah, for times. Sure. So, I have no idea exactly and it's like I can't be in uh you know Spain or or wherever she happens to be when she's doing these performances so like it's nice to see those little snippets and be like right things are happening how are they happening etc I suppose it's that thing where if you were to talk to someone face to face like for real I mean um and 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 they were talking about the work (laughs) if someone just like came into the room and was like I'm singing Messiah tomorrow. I'd be like, oh, cool. Leave the room now. Bye. Boring. Whereas, <laughs> you know, as in if they, if, they, if they say it in a way that gives me an insight into like why they're doing it with who and, and how they feel about doing it or like, haha, this happened. Then I'm like, oh, yeah, I really want to hear that. Yes. Um, but when it's just, I guess, the difference between personality and publicity, isn't it? Like, what is social media for? I mean, I guess it could be, but it, it is both, I suppose, isn't it? But it's that it's that funny, like, blend of the private and public lives that we live. Uh, and at the moment, it's, it's sort of our, well, it's both at the moment, isn't it? Because yeah. we're not seeing people for real. So... Yeah. I don't know. I feel like it's it's kind of exploded. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm a terrible person to talk about this because I hate social media and like whenever it pops up on my phone, I scream. Um, <laughs> and I I need to get much better at using it because if I want to post something, I just think like, oh, I sound like a total prat saying that. Um, <laughs> you know, I need uh, just an accurate if representation. I were to- <laughs> I want to say it in the way that I would say it at a at a dinner party or something, but but it's it's hard to encapsulate that in a tweet or an Instagram post or whatever. So so yeah. I just don't, yeah. uh, which is bad, and I will get better at that. I promise. I, I, it's funny, isn't it? You say like it's bad, and I I really I'm torn about this. I'm torn about this in a big way. Um, I left Facebook and Twitter maybe two years ago now because I just didn't enjoy them and I found I was spending a lot of my time like scrolling through Facebook and Twitter and I felt worse when I walked away Mm. and you know you start to think about the decisions there and it's like right so if every time I look at it I feel worse like what is it adding to my life aside from like sheer negativity so it's like okay gonna gonna get rid of my accounts fine and I kept Instagram because I guess at that time I found Instagram easier to control I could pick accounts I liked yeah and also you can unfollow and people don't know and so it's like if for a period of time you're finding content a bit distressing or like you just don't want to see it it's way easier to unfollow versus that kind of like unfriend yeah which feels very aggressive so then it's like we're moving into this kind of time and particularly you know uh with the the course that I'm doing they've been talking about social media a lot and our social media presence as artists and musicians. And I kind of raised the the kind of thing of, well, you know, I, I actually almost don't agree with kind of Facebook and Twitter and Instagram. Um, you know, how do you feel about that in relation to what I'm saying? 
and it very much was like well you know these are the times and this is how it is and you know if you're if you're keeping these active social media presences like who knows like what additional work you might get off the back of you know being vocal on twitter or vocal on instagram or whatever and um I struggle with that a little bit because we're being told to be authentic and we're being told to be ourselves and we're being told to show ourselves as artists, etc. But then we're being told that we've got to be on these platforms and we've got to be talking, we've got to be saying stuff. And um, I then I'm like, oh, but that's that's not me now. Yeah, that's um, something else, something not quite real. And I don't mind posting about stuff you know the odd post um Mm -hmm. but I do I begin to feel uncomfortable if I feel like I'm posting a lot about things what what do they mean by having a presence online because there's a difference between oh my online presence if I were to search Helen Daniels and it's just like a series of like concerts that's that's all I get from the online presence is that is that what they mean or is it no I want you to be vocal and like share articles uh, or, or say like this government regulation is a joke or, or whatever. Like what, what are they yeah. looking for? What do they mean by that? Yeah, I guess the, the instinctive thing I kind of saw uh, and I actually, you know, this is something I was going to come on to. There's a big kind of discussion at the moment, isn't there, about like quality over quantity on social media. And at the moment it's like quantity is king. Mm-hmm. You know, the more you can get out there, uh the more people see you posting uh you know it means like you get more likes and you get more traction and blah 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 blah. and um in terms of like creating videos or like taking pictures it's not necessarily about the quality of what you're preparing it's literally just get it out like say something for people to read and um I hate that I really hate that and that's not me I you know if I'm posting something I'm posting no I'm not saying I'm posting it because it's the highest possible quality but I'm posting it because I think it's got something to say and mm-hmm. and that for me has its purpose and its place and I I hate to think that a terrific artist wouldn't get a job because they didn't have the appropriate social media profile do you know what I mean yeah I also just don't think that I mean maybe I'm just so naive in thinking this but you know I know some brilliant artists who I've worked with obviously no uh, (laughs) who who don't use social media at all so why what I don't understand why is it it's so pushed at the moment or has been for the last yeah it's been a little while hasn't it and uh actually that leads us quite smoothly into this um kind of final thing we wanted to touch on and um I tried to figure out like how to describe it when I was saying it to you in the first place and I I said to you I was like oh I kind of see it as like getting spooked so you know like uh, maybe you don't but in horse racing like, okay no <laughs> in horse racing sometimes you see uh when like horses are being led to kind of start the race or they're kind of uh, circling the paddock beforehand you see some horses kind of start to get a bit riled up and uh they get a bit like tetchy essentially and um sometimes it's like they've, they've been spooked like they've seen or they've heard something that's really kind of knocked them off their game and um I kind of feel sometimes that social media does that to me so it can be a, a myriad of things but like Sometimes you see that somebody's doing something or they've got something or they're in something or they're promoting something or they're whatever, they're singing something. And it just knocks me off. And it can be for so many different reasons. It can be I applied for the same thing and I didn't get it. Um, It can be 
I haven't been doing very much singing and I'm seeing somebody singing and then it makes me feel really terrible because should I be singing more or like why am I not singing is it because I'm terrible and uh or you know you see something else and it makes you feel terrible because I don't know there's there's just so many things it can be so many things and um that's something I find really difficult about social media because um I think when I post I consider my reactions to posts so I'm not prolific I would say in posting because I find that on the reverse I find it overwhelming Mm -hmm. and equally I fully recognize that my reaction to people's posts is my problem (laughs) hey it is a free world and anybody can do whatever they want and if people want to post on social media about whatever they want that is their Mm -hmm. choice it is on me to handle my reaction and I I totally recognize that but I I am aware that like there are certain things that I see on social media that just knock me off and um yeah even with uh particularly in this time with coronavirus and everything uh you know I really enjoyed Instagram prior to this pandemic (laughs) and now I hate it Uh I absolutely hate it because you just see inane content because, you know, so much of Instagram used to be like people showing you things they were doing, but people aren't really doing that much anymore. Mm. Well, it, started, still... it started as a travel thing initially, didn't it? Did I think it? I that, was, that. that was the origin. I could be lying, so don't sue no, me. No, it, may, it would make sense because, you know, it's like beautiful vistas and all that kind mm. of stuff. Like, mm-hmm. I totally get that. But like at the moment when I see beautiful vistas, I want to punch something because, uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm walking within like the two mile confine of my flat 10 days ago or so. I took Instagram off the homepage of my phone. So at the moment I'm using it to handle perhaps some things to do with the podcast. That's it. <gasps> That's you? my gosh I never knew (laughs) (laughs) but yeah I took it off and I feel way better for it and uh I I realized I got so much more time and I mean hey there's not like there's loads to do in this time but the time is the time is more my own again I'm like oh I can read a bit more or watch below deck (laughs) shout out to below deck (laughs) so yes as I say kind of it's on me to to control my reaction and to manage my reaction um but also I think the the one other thing that it's worth, or maybe the two other things that are worth remembering in this case are one, what you see on social media is not reality. Mm, not at all. But it makes itself feel like reality. And you're seeing like two seconds of somebody's um, day or a couple of hours. And it might look at that moment like they're having the best day of their lives. And sometimes when you see things like that and you're not feeling that way, that can make you feel a bit bad. But it is, it's so hard to remind yourself that like these posts are not the the full picture and you've got no idea what's going on kind of behind that. And it's funny because when we were getting advice on like how to use social media at college, um, one of the things uh, the person working with us was saying was like, the great thing about social media is it's behind the scenes. It's giving people like a sense of reality in terms of like what you're, what you're doing as a singer and like how you practice and how you prepare and blah, 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 blah. And um, I found that kind of funny because. Um, no one uses it like that. It's not like that no. at all. It's not real. Right. Um, and so many people use their social media to offer really constructed views of what their behind the scenes situation mm, mm-hmm. is. You know, it's it's a it's a really lovely picture of them practicing, or it's um, you know, like a 10-second video of them singing where they sound absolutely sublime. And like, hey, we've all done it. Why not do it? Take take the opportunity, milk it. Of course. 
Yeah. But I, I find it interesting that, you know, somebody's teaching us and is saying, you know, this is behind the scenes content when it's like, oh, it's not. It's really controlled content. As I, I think I've said this before, but like we're the director and producer of our own live series here. And, and I'm not just snapping something crap and putting it up. I'm thinking like, does this look good? Like, does this look how I want it to? Do I sound as good as I want it to? And yeah, just just trying to remind myself that it's not... Um, it's not real. No. In a no. real, real sense. I guess yeah. also something that I would like to add <laughs> is that, like, who... <coughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, who who is the social media post for? So, I yeah, this idea that oh, it gives people an insight and snapshot into your life. It's like, but if the people who follow you are already singers and musicians, then they already know what it's like. So, so who's that for? Or are you posting in order to, you know, get your name out there, to get other people to see things? But it's like, how many other people other than your close friends or whoever your colleagues are scrolling through and and seeing your videos i just yeah totally agree unless i actively look for someone new to follow then i won't see their posts so so when it's like oh you know you you've got to advertise you've got to do all of this it's like but you're advertising to your friends who know what you're doing already and you know we're already thrilled for you obviously haha <laughs> jealous but so who is this you're not broadening your your market you make such a good point and you link back to your previous point there of like uh public and private Mm. because you know back in the day of facebook the the days of your um people were making like artist profiles you know so it's like you had your your regular page yeah, yeah, and then yeah. it was like you know Hello, and that was like the idea that you know you would update there like everything that happened singing wise and then yeah separate but but it never really worked did it because I, I remember like people would post on their artist page and then they would also post on their their original page and it's like well what why did you make the artist page what's like, the point how different are these two audiences and like isn't the whole point of that page that I don't have to see it on the other page <laughs> and then it's like you get to Twitter and Instagram and it's all of that becomes more integrated. And uh, I know like some people do do separate Instagram profiles, but again, it's the same thing of like, they post the same thing on both pages. So it's like, why did you make it? Why did you make that one? If you're just going to post it on that one, I know, I you know. might as well just collate and chuck it all into one. But you are that you then end up with this thing of like, yeah, if, if I'm advertising stuff, I'm advertising it to the to the various people that are my friends. By the way, that's not going to stop me advertising the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I was just about to say, like, Fred, carefully hair. But it is a thing of, of you know, you're, you're sharing and advertising in a way that, yeah, is confusing because so many people that follow you are essentially just your your friends. And, and for me, it ties into this whole kind of, that idea of being good at social media, one of the important things I would say about social media is kind of like immediacy. Mm. So if somebody tweets, you're responding to that tweet quite quickly and the and the dialogue and conversation happens and probably similar, you know, an Instagram story only lasts 24 hours. So if you're not on the ball catching up with that, then you've lost it and it's gone. But that means you need to be working on it every day. All the time. Periods of time. And I, I'm not, I'm just not, I'm not prepared to do that. I find... It all a very stressful place to be 
and I'm not prepared to to keep doing that to myself day in day out day in day out but and for what gain I'm not I you know I, I did do it for a bit I'm not really sure what I gained from it aside from being like hyper anxious I would happily chuck that away and just kind of crack on doing you know maybe a, cu- a couple of posts a week yeah. to kind of keep it all ticking mm-hmm, over mm-hmm. because I still think when you say you scroll through someone's Twitter feed as long as you're seeing maybe a couple of relatively recent tweets like what why do I need to tweet seven or eight times a day I don't have anything to say I know, I know. <laughs> <laughs> and hey alongside all of this people that are awesome at social media great oh, yeah good for you you obviously know what you're doing it's a strength play to it uh it's impressive and enjoy it as well 100 percent. i think i'm just saying it can't possibly be for everyone and i don't think people should be penalized for not doing it in in this in the yeah, same way not like playing the game yeah you can really tell who is in command and really enjoys yeah. their, their tweeting and their posts that are like the first person who immediately springs to mind is like Joyce DiDonato. Yes. Like, yes, shout out. Yeah. You know, so good. Uh, as in really interesting opinions. And like, I'm I'm always, if if one of her things comes up, then I will read it. Because it's good content. And like other people who are just like, no, hate you. I think that sort of sums up everything. God, we've been talking for a long time, haven't we? Helen's yawning, <laughs> everyone. a big yawn, yeah. <laughs> well, if you're already asleep, then good night. Uh <laughs> Um, and, and you know, on that note, uh, tweet us uh, and, you know, get in touch via our socials. <laughs> no, but seriously, as in... <laughs> get in touch via the thing we just slated. Yeah, uh, probably shouldn't have done that. But no, if, if you do, if you have an opinion or something about your personality that you would wish to share genuinely an insight into something about your life or, or whatever, um, then, yeah, do get in touch. Um, we're always on our website uh, and our email is um where's my freaking dressing room at gmail.com what else have we got Helen yeah the website oh, yeah. is www.where'smyfreakingdressingroom.com <laughs> nailed it Alex thanks if you love social media more than we do give us a tweet uh yeah we're on twitter at dressing room po1 we're on instagram at dressing room pod and we're on facebook uh, at dressing room pod we love those socials mm-hmm. um yeah don't forget to give us a review five stars thank you good night and subscribe 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 yes and subscribe um yeah thanks so much for joining us uh do let us know your thoughts it's a crazy time to be an online uh creative person so uh we'd love to hear some different opinions but for now are you looking for a backstage pass to the opera world Every week on The Opera Pod, stage director and industry insider Nina Brazier chats to guests from all corners of the opera industry, both on and off the stage, exploring the influences and obstacles that shaped their journeys and discovering how they each found a unique operatic voice. Nina has been described as the Elizabeth Day of the opera world. So if you need a how to fail guide to the industry, The Opera Pod is the podcast for you.